What's up, everybody? Welcome to Northwood and Young Adults. My name is Jake, and this is my wife, Danielle, and we're so excited to be with you guys here tonight. Uh, we actually work with Northwood Youth, um, mm -hmm. but we attend Young Adults, and we are so excited to be able to be here to yeah. share a quick message with you guys. So thanks for clicking on, um, and we're going to be going through the story of Esther tonight. So uh, get ready. It's going to be very, very awesome. But before we jump into the scripture, I have a question for you guys. Um, have you ever had a time where God was calling you to do something, but it was inconvenient for you? And did you trust him to see you through it? And I know that was a kind of tough question, so write it down if you need to, and just kind of think about it as we go through the story of Esther. But I'll say it again. Is God calling you to do something, but it was inconvenient for you? And did you trust him to see you through it? And so I know for me, I can answer that question really quickly, was sometimes sharing the gospel with people that I don't necessarily uh, get along with uh, can be difficult sometimes. And I remember going through a season of life where I felt like God was telling me to share the gospel with somebody and I just kind of steered away and because I thought it was inconvenient for me. Yeah. And so it was kind of tough. And so maybe answer this question for yourself as we go through tonight. Is God calling you to make a tough decision? Is God calling you to um, have a tough conversation? You know, and uh, we'll see in the story of Esther that she comes in contact with something like this. And so, um, Danny, why don't you go ahead and summarize the first part of the story of Esther before we jump in? Yeah, for sure. So actually, before we even see Esther come into the story, um, we see King Xerxes. He's the king of Persia. Um, his wife is Queen Vashti, and he orders her to come before him, him and his friends at a banquet, and she refuses. So he decides to banish her from the kingdom because harsh. she refused. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. So then he has no queen, so he orders all of the unmarried women in Persia to come before him so he can choose a new queen. So Esther was a Jewish woman. She was one of the women who was called before the king. And when he saw her, he loved her immediately, and he chose her to be his new queen. So King Xerxes also had a right-hand man named Haman. He's very important in our story. He was a really bad guy. He had a lot of power in the kingdom, and he actually forced people to bow down to him and pay him money. So before Esther became queen, she had lived with her cousin Mordecai. He's also really important um, in this story. Um, and so because he was a Jew, he would not bow down to Haman. He refused to do it because of his beliefs. Um, and Haman knew that he was a Jew. So Haman decided, since he was so mad at Mordecai for not bowing down to him, he decided he was going to kill all the Jews. He was just going <laughs> to kill them all off because he was so angry. Let's just go the so, extreme there, Haman. You yeah, know what I mean? very extreme. So he was going to kill all the Jews. And he got the king's approval to do this by telling the king that the Jews were actually going to overthrow his kingdom. So he tricked the king into thinking that he really needed to kill off all the Jews. Mm. So we're going to start with a passage of scripture where Mordecai sends a message to Esther telling her about Haman's plot to kill all the Jews. And he's going to actually ask Esther to go to the king because of her position. And he's going to ask her to please ask the king not to kill all the Jews. That's pretty, pretty big ask. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to jump in in Esther 4, verse 11, and we're going to read through verse 16. And we're reading out of the NLT. Um, so if you want to follow along, feel free to. Um, this is what scripture says. Then Esther sent this message to Mordecai. All of the king's officials and even the people in the provinces know that anyone who appears before the king in his inner court without being invited is doomed to die unless the king holds out his gold scepter. And the king has not called for me to come to him for 30 days. 
And Mordecai sent this reply back to Esther. Don't think for a moment that because you're in this palace, you'll escape when all the other Jews are killed. If you keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place. But you and your relatives will die. Who knows if perhaps you were made queen for such a time as this. Then Esther sent this reply to Mordecai, Go and gather together all the Jews of Susa and fast for me. Do not eat or drink for three days, night or day. My maids and I will do the same. And even though it is against the law, I will go in to see the king. If I must die, I must die. So we see Esther has a really tough decision to make. And it's definitely, I would say, inconvenient for her, this decision. Yeah, yeah I would definitely say that. Um, so she has to decide if she is willing to go before the king unannounced to try to save her people, knowing that if she does this, the king could decide to kill her. Yeah, and I love the wisdom of Mordecai in this section of scripture, telling her that if she doesn't do something, God's going to use somebody else. He's going right. to bring somebody else in to, to do what, what he, she is supposed to do. Um, so she has a pretty big choice right here. And yeah. I don't know what many people would do, but I know. we'll yeah. see what happens. Yeah, so this takes a lot of trust in God for her to be open to doing this. Um, and I think the most powerful part of this passage that Jake just read is verse 14, and I'll read it again. It says, if you keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place, but you and your relatives will die. Who knows if perhaps you are made queen for just such a time as this. So if Esther chose not to be obedient, God was gonna use someone else to save the Jews. He was still gonna carry out his plan and do what he needed to do. But God had placed Esther in this position for such a time as this. What was happening in this time was no surprise to God at all. He knew all of this was going to yeah. happen. And so there's no doubt that he placed Esther in this position as the queen of Persia for such a time as this. And you can almost feel the tension when you read these scriptures yeah. between uh, Mordecai and Esther because mm -hmm. Esther is probably thinking, man, Queen Vashti was just banished for disobeying the king. Mm -hmm. And so she's probably like, I know that this just happened. I don't want to be the next Vashti. Right. So she's probably feeling mm -hmm. this fear and this tension. Um, and it's either going to be death or banishment <clears throat> if this conversation doesn't go well. Yeah. So, so let's see what Esther decides to do. We're going to jump into Esther 5 verses 1 through 4. And it says, on the third day of the fast, Esther put on her royal robes and entered the inner court of the palace just across from the king's hall. The king was sitting on his royal throne facing the entrance. When he saw Queen Esther standing there in the inner court, he welcomed her and held out the gold scepter to her. So Esther approached and touched the end of the scepter. Mm. Then the king asked her, what do you want, Queen Esther? What is your request? I will give it to you, even if it is half the kingdom. And Esther replied, if it pleases the king, let the king and Haman come today to a banquet that I have prepared for the king. So we see here, thankfully, Esther's not killed. The king welcomes her in, <laughs> extends his gold scepter, all is well. And we see here that the king's heart is softened towards Esther. Because mm -hmm. in the beginning, he was a harsh king, and I don't think this would have happened. But his yeah. heart would soften towards her. So it's amazing to see the change that happened from the beginning of the story um, with with King Xerxes and then how his attitude changed before Esther approached him unannounced. So I think the, the coolest thing to kind of grasp from this part is that God is not going to call us to something without preparing the way for us. That's good. Um, before Esther approached the king, God had already been preparing King Xerxes' heart 
to receive her, to receive what she had to say, to hear her out, so much that his response to her was even, what do you want, Queen Esther? What's your request? I will give it to you, even if it is half the kingdom. So he was basically willing to give her anything she wanted. Um, and I have no doubt that this was because God had softened his heart towards her. Mm -hmm. um, and this was only affirmation to Esther that God had definitely called her to this. He had prepared the way for her. Mm -hmm. He had cleared the path. He already knew the outcome. Um, and he was just calling her to carry out his plan. So we see at the end of the story, um, they go to dinner and Esther finally tells, um, finally reveals Haman's plot to kill the Jews. She finally tells the king. Um, and the king was so furious with Haman that he actually decides to hang him because he was so mad at Haman for what, what he had done behind his back. Mm -hmm. um, and so we see that Esther saved her people because of her obedience to God, because she was willing to go, even though she didn't know the outcome. She was willing, she trusted God, she was obedient. And then she saw that God had already prepared the way for her once she was in it. Yeah, and that's such a great ending to the story. I mean, this story has everything from love to suspense to tension, you know, yeah. and, and we see that it did work out well for Esther and her people. And um, so going back to us today, the question is, is what area is God calling you to be obedient in? Mm -hmm. What area? Maybe it may be inconvenient for you, but are you still willing to step out in faith and obedience, trusting that God has prepared the way for you, just like he did for Esther? Are you trusting that God is preparing the way for you, even if it's inconvenient? Yeah. And I think in this time and the season that we find ourselves in right now, that God is calling us to be faithful and calling us to be obedient in a time of so much uncertainty. Mm -hmm. And But if we truly believe that God is who he says he is, then we should understand that nothing going on right now is a, is a surprise to God. Nothing Absolutely. is catching God off guard and nothing is a surprise. And so this may be inconvenient for a lot of you watching tonight. This may be inconvenient for mm -hmm. a lot of couples, a lot of young adults, people that are, are struggling in a season like this. But is God calling you to be obedient to something specific? And I challenge you, what is that that God is asking you? It may be inconvenient, it may be frustrating in this time, but what is that thing? What is God calling you to be obedient in? And I know for Danny and I, it has been a inconvenient season right now. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's tough to kind of see the light at the end of the tunnel. It's tough to, to trust in tough times, but that's what God is calling us to do. Mm -hmm. And he's shown us through like the story of Esther that he is preparing the way and he is doing things behind the scenes and we just have to trust him in those things. And so that's our prayer for you tonight is that you would just put your faith and trust in God, even if it's inconvenient, even if you don't see the end result, even if you don't know what's gonna happen, be like Esther. And if whatever the case may be, I'm gonna put my faith and trust in God. I'm gonna do what he's called me to do. And I'm gonna just trust that he has prepared the way. And so that's our prayer for you is what is God calling you to be obedient in? And mm -hmm. so I'm going to pray and then we can wrap this up. God, we love you and we thank you so much um, for your word and for the story of Esther and um, just the example that she sets so around the example that you give us in your scripture of what it looks like to be obedient, God. And, and when things are inconvenient, when things don't make sense, when things are frustrating, God, it, it may sound, sound so easy to say to just trust you, but that's what you're asking us to do. And so, Lord God, when times that we don't understand, decisions have to be made that we don't want to make, Father, I pray that we would put our faith and our trust in you. And then at the end of the season, we would see that you were preparing the way the whole time. And you were in the midst of the season the whole time. And so we put our faith and our trust in you tonight. And today, we love you and we give you this night in your name. Amen. Amen.
Amen. Thank you guys for watching with us um, here at Northwood Young Adults. We believe in having open doors and open hearts. And so we, we hope and pray that when you clicked on this video, whether tonight or later on, that you had an open heart to hear what God had for you um, tonight. And we want to point you to a few things. If you go to youngadults.guide, you can get plenty of resources um, for you guys. And also 20 for your 20s is a podcast. It's on Spotify and Apple Music. Um, new episodes every Friday. So go f- feel free to check them out. They're awesome. Yeah. And uh, we love you guys. God yeah. bless. Go change your world.